Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Mm. Friends, uh, once again, welcome this morning to another beautiful live session of the Potter's Gate online broadcast, a prophetic, apostolic, if you will, kingdom devotional uh, a segment where we share the heart of God, the mind of God, the intentions of the Father, where we reveal, amen, the speakings of God to his church globally. Wherever you are this morning, if you have the opportunity to join me, if you'll be joining us this morning, I want to once again say that it's a great delight to share this moment with you, this period with you, to help us, amen, journey together in the light of the speakings of God. God is speaking. The Bible says, let those who have the ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. So I'm delighted once again, amen, to bring the heart of God, the mind of God to you. I pray this morning that our journey will truly be that of the Spirit, that we will not journey in the flesh. We will not be hearers of the word, only deceiving ourselves, but rather we will be doers of it by allowing the word of God to redirect us, to instruct us, amen, to adjust us, amen. So wherever you are this morning, once again, I want to say welcome. It's a pleasure to share this moment with you and to pilot this order of God's prophetic mind. Let us pray. Father, once again, we've come before you. We present our hearts, our lives to you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable for it is our reasonable service. We conform not, O oh God, to the patterns of this world, but rather we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. We know this is very, very critical and important to our advancement to our standing, oh God, in representing your intentions for this new day. So once again, we have come as children in need, oh God, to be nurtured, in need to be built up, in need to be fed of you, oh God. We thank you that once again, you grant us entrance and inroad into your heart, into your mind. Your will will find expression in our life. You'll be glorified in us. Everyone that will be joining us this morning, I pray, Father, that their heart, O oh God, will be set on a journey. That we will all be able to appear before you in that place called Zion, the place of the perfected beauty. Oh, Father, we want to thank you once again for the way you've been coming. Indeed, you've been coming to us like a latter rain. You've been speaking to us and we are acting we are responding. We pray once again that this morning, oh God, that you will help us, Father, to listen to what you are saying. There's so many things that you're saying to us, but there's something you're saying in the now that will help us to further understand, yes, your general prophetic voice, either for our life as a family, yes, Lord, as your body, the church, oh God, as a nation, oh God, Father, as a generation, we pray, Spirit of God, that we will not miss out of this new day. There are impressions, yes, that you are bringing to us. Holy Spirit, we submit to you because indeed you are the revealer of truth. You are the revealer of truth. You are the one that revealed Christ. You are the one that show us the way. 
Jesus said, I do not leave you comfortless. I do not leave you as orphans. As I go, I will send another one like me, the Paracletus. When he comes, he will lead you into all truth. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we thank you this morning that you will lead us. And the ones that you have led us into that we have forgotten, you will remind us. We will be prepared. We will be prepared. We will be a generation of men and women ready, prepared to serve our generation. Even as we have a standing before the Father. For this is that which you are saying. The warriors of righteousness are those who are first a standing before God. Who have a standing, who have a righteous standing. People that you have called, yes, to be positioned before you. And as they behold you, as they interact with you, as they worship you, as they honor you from that position, you leave them out to go represent you. So we thank you, O God, that as you speak to us about these issues, O God, that our heart truly will be highlighted, will rejoice, will be gladdened. Yes, will be gladdened as one who has come to find water. Yes, in the thirsty land, as one, O God, who has been given food in the day where men are famished. So we thank you once again. Do as you will in us. Do as you desire in us. Don't leave us the way we are. Continue to adjust us. This morning you said to me, yes, you are increasing the profile of your people. You are upscaling their spiritual condition. Help us to know what this means. Help us not to assume. Grant us, O God, the heart, O God, that will incline to what you're saying, that your name may be glorified in our lives. We thank you. Oh, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Uh, friends, once again, welcome. It's a very cold morning again here in the Western Cape. You can see how I'm dressed. I'm dressed like somebody all right, from the Iceland, okay? Somewhere from the North Pole. It's cold here, but we thank God, amen, for you know what the Lord is doing in the midst of this very harsh weather. I, I hope uh, uh, if you are at this point of uh, 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 South Africa that you are safe, okay? I hope all is well with you. We pray, oh God, we pray for everyone out there who are you know, facing one challenge on the other in terms of, you know, the flooding and the rain, all right, that, you know, has been pouring for the past few days now. We just ask that God will continue to protect them and, and keep them safe. Yes, that's part of our responsibility. We may not be able to, you know, be there physically and provide, you know, material finance, but we can pray that God will send help. God will send, amen, yes, uh, 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 encouragement. That's my prayer. And we're praying for everyone. It's amazing what God is doing that, you know, somewhere, a place like Joburg, people are okay. I'm like, are we still living in the same country? But we give thanks to God for this beautiful, unique way that God has given to us in South Africa. We thank God for what God is doing all across the nations, all across the land. We celebrate the comings of God, the speakings of God. Yes, our heart rejoices in this brand new day. You know, this morning as... You know, as I was just waiting and praying and trying to, you know, get my spirit aligned to, you know, to the day. You know, I, one of the things that the Lord, you know, flashed into my spirit is do not fix your mind. Do not fix your eyes on the, on the, on the, on the physical, you know, on what you're seeing, what, what is so evident in the natural. No, you are not of the natural. You are of the spirit. 
And you know, there are things that can so happen to us, okay? We can find ourselves in a situation that will seek to want to disfigure and 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 kind of you know mess up our spiritual state. And this is these are things some of some of the things that the spirit of God is saying to us. We've got to know how to keep our spirit. God, our spirit, amen. How to keep, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the walls of our spiritual life, amen, intact so that there are no invaders, amen. All right, there are no invaders. You've got to begin to put, you know, effort into guiding your, your spiritual estate, your spiritual guiding, amen. Hallelujah. Well, this morning we are going to be dealing with something that I thought I was going to share yesterday morning, but yesterday morning there was just no opportunity for me i i tried my best to you know to broadcast yesterday but uh, because i was alone yesterday you know with zadok and you know what that means I, I can't even begin to give you the picture you know being alone with zadok you know my wife had to go to work and of course the children are gone to school so it's just me whenever i'm alone with zadok that is full-time full-time work full-time full-time because he knows how to keep you busy. So I was with Zadok yesterday, but it's always, you know, a nice time to be with him and all of that. So I'm grateful to God. You know, sometimes I say to myself, I'm sure most people, well, I'm sure most people that are, you know, watching, that are tracking us, they don't know how involved I am in my domestic life. Right? I'm a very, very domestic person. I'm involved in every aspect of, you know, the house, cleaning and, and sweeping and washing, you know, and changing diapers and, and birthing Zadok. I'm into all of that. In case maybe you're, you're a father, you're a man out there and those things you've relegated them or delegated them to to somebody well i wish i can do that i mean just wish, i wish i can get somebody you understand i've been crying lord send somebody to help me so that you know this boy at least can give me time you won't believe it sometimes it's like 24 hours is not enough for me you know by the time my wife came back yesterday night i was finished I, when i mean finished i was done <laughs> I just had to go to sleep, you understand? Just to get myself refreshed for the day. You know, sometimes it's important that we share this back end because you just see me here and I come and I declare the word of God. In fact, sometimes I say to myself, I am too occupied, you know, in my mind in terms of the things that I'm doing to come broadcast because I know what it entails. Maybe somebody needs to hear this because it wasn't part of, you know, my plan this morning to share this. But, you know, this is the day where we need to be spiritually authentic, where we need to open up to ourselves, where we need to have an understanding, amen, of how things work. Of how things work. I'm sure some people, some people will, will, you know, will tune in and they'll be admiring the way this man, you know, is dishing this thing. Well, well, it didn't just happen. Amen. I, I didn't just jump, jump from heaven, hallelujah, with this revelation. But they would, of course, God had been preparing me for this period in time. There was a period in my life where I was single. That period in time where I was single, there was so much that, amen, I had invested into my spiritual life. Yes. There's so much that I had done, amen, in the place of the word and all of that and all of that. You know, I could remember saying to us sometimes back when I was in Bible school, the Lord said to me, you need to invest into your future because this time you have with me, you may not have it again. And that's the truth. Sometimes I wish I can have those those times that I used to have with God. You know, it's just me and him. Nobody disturbing. It's just you and you. You know, nobody bumping into you <coughs> into your office. You know, it's just you. You can just lie down there and do what you need to do. 
I mean, I used to enjoy that period and sometimes I just, you know, think back and resonate on those period. But well, today you're a family of, you know, of five. What do you do? You know, you've got to know how to manage, how to manage life, how to manage yourself and how to manage the things of God. So in the midst of the noise, in the midst of everybody wanting a piece of you, you also must be able all right, to know how to, you know, come away and hide somewhere. If you have to lock yourself in the toilet, you lock yourself in the toilet and spend the next God knows, you know, how many you know minutes there just to have that extra time, just to be able to hear. And this is what God amen, is all about. Amen. He wants us to live life on earth. Some of us, we don't have time because you have to take care of your kids. You have to get them ready for school. You have to, you know, prepare them. And you know, you have to make food. In the midst of all that, your, your ears, your height, your mind must be open to God. There may never be a time where, all right, you just have that period of days to yourself in prayer and in seeking God and all of that. That may not happen. But guess what? You have to be able to tweak your mind. You have to be able to constantly, it may be in the spirit, all right, to hear what God is saying. In fact, let me tell you this. Most of the messages, messages that, I've, that I've preached, that I'm preaching, most of them, I either get them while I'm doing the dishes or while I'm chopping wood, you know, for fire, you know, to make fire, or while I'm, you know, maybe sometimes cooking, even though I've not done that for a while, but sometimes I do cook, I love to cook, you know, um, what else, you know, in, you know, in, in things that you will never thought of, amen, as a position where God can speak depth to you, yes, God, God, God speaks to me through ordinary things, and that's why there's nothing to me that is ordinary. Every part of my life, okay, are all part of, you know, a, 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 a spiritual makeup that, that deals with, amen, how I connect with God, how I relate with God. So I'm very, very sensitive about things, about people. When things are not right, I want them to be right. You, you understand? Yes. So all of these are part of the makeup of our life. <laughs> you know, I, I, I believe somebody needed to hear this this morning. So... Yesterday, I couldn't just, you know, come, you know, uh, after I had a devotion in the morning and God spoke to me about Hebrews, you know, uh, uh, you know, 12. I mean, I was just so, you know, blessed with that word. And I thought, oh, this connects to what God has been talking to us in relating to, uh, uh, you know, warriors of righteousness. I hope you understand that the kind of men and women that are going to be advancing the intentions of God and the purposes of God in this end of days will not be somebody amen will not be people amen who have locked themselves in some mountain somewhere okay they have disconnected themselves with life all right they have nothing to do with what's going on you know in in you know in in the marketplace or with children you know some people think i just want to be so committed with god such that you know i don't want any you know disturbance you know I don't think that is what God is saying. If God has given you such grace or have called you into all of that, that's good. But I think at some point you will begin to, in fact, feel disconnected from realities of life because God wants us to rule. He wants us to engage life. Amen. He wants us to represent him. Amen. In the midst of all the mess. Okay. Of course, you can't, you can't bring a change if you're not within the mess. You, you get the point that I'm make, make, making? You, you cannot, you, you can't disengage. You can't be far far off and you want to change things. You no, know, sometimes God, most times God wants you to be, amen, 
of course, in the midst of that situation to bring solution, alright, but I'm not saying that you have to be there to find it, no, sometimes, most times, God will, amen, take you to certain position, and I hope you understand when we talk about coming to the hill of the Lord, the mountain of the Lord, that is a state of our spiritual life, is a state of our mental life, is a state of our thinking, amen, Jesus was very involved, amen, with the day-to-day, you know, issues of life, but of course, when it comes to worship and relating to God and hearing, amen, he disengaged himself and that's very important we disengage ourselves and we engage we disengage and we engage we disengage and we engage the issue is most people don't know how to disengage and engage they don't know how to disconnect themselves and reconnect themselves all right they get themselves so busy into all kinds of things and of course when it's time for me to do what i need to do they know nobody disturbs me but that doesn't mean that I just disconnect myself. No, no. I'm very, very involved. Very involved. Sometimes, you know, you wake up, it's cold here. You wake up in the morning, you want to, you know, just make the, you know, make the fire, you know, so that, you know, the house can be warm and all of that. And you're sparkling with the fire and it's smoking and all of that. And you, and while I'm doing that, I'm saying, oh God, I just need to get into my closet. But that's all part of life and that's part of spirituality. Amen. Alright, uh, thank you so much, uh, 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 my dear sister. Commissar, thank you. I, I see your comments. God bless you. Thank you so much. Yes, coming up high. Yes, coming up high. I talk about coming up high. It's in the state of our mind. It's not some mountain we go and climb, all right? And we disconnect ourselves with life. No, it's we have to build. That's why we've been talking about, amen, the concept of, you know, a, a spiritual branding. We've been talking about, you know, the making of the spirit, amen. We're talking about having an under. Listen, I, I, I'm, I think God is saying something here, and I really want us to have a clear understanding amen of the mind of god so that we don't have this <clears throat> false expectation of what spirituality is spirituality amen is that you are in the midst of life amen but in the midst of life you are not captured by life you're not captured by you know challenges amen you're not captured you are not controlled you are not boggled down amen you're not weighed down by, by them because those things can weigh you down all right a, a, a very you know a religious person Alright, we'll be thinking, I'm doing all of this, but I need to be in the presence of God. I need to spend time to pray. I need to, you know, <laughs> well, if you want to pray, finish what you need to do. Finish the dish, alright? Finish, you know, feeding the children. Finish cleaning the poopoo, -poo, you understand? Do, do the, you know, uh, the lawn, whatever you need to do. Do all of that. Yes, yeah, still go to work, you know, serve your boss. Do all of that, but make time in, in, in that, you know, a, a window of opportunity to ha you have to seek God, to hear God. God honors all of that. God honors that. God honors. And that is what makes us very authentic. Many people, amen, their spirituality is not authentic. It's very, very vague. It's shallow. All right? it, 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 it's, it, I, I, I like to use a word. It's, you know, it's, it's um, what's the word now? You know, we, 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 we like to have this idealistic, that's the word, an idealistic Christianity, all right? Everything is sounding right and well, you understand? As if there are no events in our life, as if there are no challenges, as if there are no crazy people in our life, as if we don't face crazy days, as if there are days in our life where things just refuse to work. I don't know about you. Do you have some of those days where things just go south? Everything just refuses to work, no matter what you try. What do you do in that situation? How do you handle situations like that? 
You understand? Yes. Our judgment has to be in that state where we are forever interacting with God so that we, we don't act out of, you know, impulse. We don't act out of, amen, you know, a, a, a weak emotion. Our emotion has to be, you know, solid. Well, you know, the world will tell you have, you know, to have a, an, an intelligent emotion. Well, intelligent emotion don't come because, all right, you, you heard some positive, you know, message. No. Intelligent emotion is developed because you've come to certain understanding about life and how God wants you, amen, to interact with situation. And that does not come because, all right, you, you, you read God knows what. No, you have to constantly engage your spirit, all right, with the spirit of God because the wisdom of men is failing. The best of, you know, human ideas and, and concept of, you know, dealing with situation, managing situation. You are now understand that they are failing. And so we have to begin to become people who are led, living via the spirit. Oh God, I can begin to tell you, amen, you know, the advantage, the, the, the power, the capacity, amen, that you begin to wield when you truly move away from carnal Christianity, amen, to sound biblical spirituality, to sound biblical Christianity. Yeah, you've been hearing me saying that. All right, the fact that uh, you 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 change you know, uh, uh, your name or your identity for bring, being a Christian, amen, to a kingdom person or to an ecclesia really doesn't change anything because it's still the same you. Yes, it's still the same you. What matters, amen, is that your principles, the values that you that you live by, amen, are subscribed, amen, from the dimension. Of of a true authentic spiritual life it's it's easy to change the name or address of a place it's still the same place if you if you can't change the construct the value system the pattern of thinking the way of seeing things you understand how people you know relate and if that if, if that is not changing they're still the same people Government can come tomorrow and do X, Y, Z, put new road, you know, build school, build this. When trouble comes, the same people are going to use their hand to destroy the same thing. So uh, uh, as much as infrastructures are good and all of that, I think what is most important is that we begin to seek to change people in our values, construct of lifestyle, thinking pattern. It's the same thing that applies, amen, to the church, the body of Christ. All right? uh, we can have all the lingua, you know, kingdom, you know, you know, dimensions, ascension. We can have all of that. If people are not truly spiritual, amen, based on the values and the principles and the standard and the quality that is in the word of God, they will still produce nothing. You understand, friends? These are the challenges that we need to look into. If I ask you, how would you score your own personal work with God, your spiritual work with God? Are you going to score it by how much of language you have picked from Isaiah, you know, all this terminology we use, or are you going to say, well, I've been, I've been seeing a change because now I'm more present, I'm, I'm more aligned, and now I, I, I'm allowing God to have his way in my life, I'm allowing, I'm submitting my will to the will of God, and, and by so doing, I'm beginning to have a sense of peace and rest, I, I'm, I'm beginning to have a sense of 
understanding. My perspective is changing about life, about myself. Uh, things that I'm holding on to that I, I thought, yes, this is my right. I'm beginning to let go. I'm beginning to allow people or I, sometimes to just get away with things. Not because I don't have a right and, and I can't pursue justice, but I'm realizing that the more I try to fight and make things happen by my strength, the more I become, you know, weak and I, and I reflect carnality. So I, I, I really want to come to the point and the place where my life is lived out from a position of sound biblical you know, values, the truth of God's word, I needed to regulate my life. So when I interact with people, when I relate with people, I'm, I'm not responding and I'm not reacting based on what they have said or based on what they have done to me. I'm allowing the spirit of God to, to, to lead me, to guide me. And that sometimes makes me feel weak. It makes me feel, you know, that I'm being, I've been, I've been right upon. It makes me feel, amen, that this is injustice. It makes me feel, you know, sometimes I see if I'm losing the battle, but deep down on the inside, I'm having this sense of peace. And I'm beginning to realize that this has to be God because I, I know that I cannot reason out the things of God. I can't walk out the things of God by my own mind, by my own ability, by my own you know, strength. I, I'm beginning to realize that by strength will no man prevail. And many things that have become strength unto me, I'm, I'm allowing God to, to, to take them. And I feel, sometimes I feel naked. I feel exposed. I feel vulnerable. I feel that I, I, I'm losing myself. But after all, isn't that what it's all about? <laughs> For me to lose myself. So that Christ really can truly take over and 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 lead you know through this life and be yes the 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 governor over this castle is that not what it's all about that i'm no longer you know responding based on what i have gained the values that i've imbibed from the world system i'm yielding myself to the ways of god and daily i'm allowing the cross yes to to you know to press down to to crush that self-life, that flesh life. For the Bible says, uh, let not the, the kind of mind think he will receive anything from God. I want God to do things in my life, but I'm also learning to wait on his timing. And sometimes I don't understand how he's going to do it. I don't understand his timing, but I'm trusting him that since I've seen him done it in the life of others, I think I also want to go, go this way and allow him to do what he needs to do in my life. Are you getting this, friends? It's a beautiful place to be. But it's a very difficult place because there's so much of our, our self, excuse me, there's so much of our flesh that we have built up. There's so much of me, my identity, you know, my image that I have created. <laughs> <laughs> you understand so much of all of that thank you my dear sister thank you you needed to hear this that's good I'm, I'm glad that at least somebody needed to hear this because sometimes I think the preacher man needs to speak from from behind the camera he needs to speak he needs to let the, you know sometimes in movie they show you behind the scene 
you know, because we can be so carried away with, you know, the action, the action, you know, that now these days they show us even how those actions are, you know, are carried out. It's just a, a, a green screen, you know, a, a green wall, all right, and people wearing green things, you understand? And and they come up and, and of course, computer does the rest and everything is looking wow. By the time you watch the movie, you'll be like, wow. But by the time they begin to show you the back end that, okay, this is where all of this thing happens. It gives you another sense of, okay, all right, okay. Mm -hmm. Now, most time in the church, we don't have that. We just see the man, all right, in his suits. And we see the woman of God with her hairdo and all of that. And everybody's coming. And you are just looking at that and you are admiring that. You're just admiring. If only I can just be like this man. If only the man can just strip himself and let you know what is behind the scene, how uh, uh, they have to fight, uh, uh, who goes into the bathroom first and somebody screaming and say, hey, 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 we're getting late for the church. If you don't get out of the bathroom in the next five minutes, you know, it's over. You know, we're not going to church again. And all of that, you know, we, 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 everything about our life, well, maybe not everything, most thing about our life is basically a window dressing. In fact, 90% of what you see and what you know of people are all window dressing. So we are forever chasing shadow because that image that you see, that you're admiring, it's not the real thing. <clears throat> it's not the rhythm. That's not the real thing. Right? Like I always say, uh, this camera now, if I had to pan it to the other side, if I pan this camera to the other side, and then you're going to see, oh, my word, there's Isaiah's uh, 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 you know, top still lying there. Oh, my, what, what is there? There are some books on the floor. And then what else is there? Oh, there is God's slippers there. And uh, you can see that it's not as <laughs> presenting as this background. <laughs> Are you listening to me, somebody, this morning? All right? Yes. I, I, I try as much as possible to keep my office clean. But when Zada comes here, yeah, I mean, he thinks this office belongs to me and him. He just comes. He opens my cupboard. He, he just start pulling down things and start bringing down my books. And, you know, he comes here. And every, sometimes I get tired. I just leave it. Because if I clean it and it's coming back maybe in the next one hour, if it's not asleep, it's coming back. Because he assumed that, you know, when, 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 you know, when I was setting up this office, you know, the name Zadok Akintala is also there. <laughs> you understand? It's some, come on, this is life. This is how we do life. This is this is this is life. This is what amen. Christianity, spirituality is all about. And in all of this, sometimes you get tired, sometimes you scream, sometimes you're like, God. But you also just give, you know, lift up your hand and say, Thank you, Father, for you are worthy being all of this thing because you're watching, you know, somebody getting to you know discover himself, is discovering himself through things. You know, like you're sharing with me uh, 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 and, and Kumisa with your with your with your daughter. All right, when they're discovering things, they can be very messy. But you can't say because they are messy, you're not gonna allow them. No, that's how they grow. That's how they discover themselves. That's how they get to know, amen, and find out. Yes, their own ability and creativity. Yes, that in that mess, God is speaking, that in that mess, Isaiah, there is wisdom coming out. In that mess, there is, amen, understanding, there is knowledge. Somebody is growing in the mess. Wow. Lord, I thought I'm going to be sharing on yeah, this. Well, maybe that actually, in fact, connects to what I'm talking about. 
because I want to share some things with us. Like I said yesterday morning, God was speaking to me on this scripture. One thing I don't do is that before I step out, you know, I do anything. I hear from God first. I, I, my devotion time, my devotional life, I don't joke with it. In fact, if I joke with that, if I, if I put that secondarily, my day is already messed up. So I've come to learn that, all right? There are certain things you get to know, you get to learn, or you understand. Wow, I, I, I wish I can be, you know, talking to people who really want to go on with God this morning, who want to make a difference. This is how we make a difference, okay? You know, yes, yeah. There, 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 there are certain times that you cannot afford to sleep. You just must be awake. If you have to catch up, if you have to catch the train of the spirit, amen. You've got to, you've got to wake up, wake up, wake up, amen. But I will assume that any, any good Christian, any sound Christian, any, uh, you know, a, a serious Christian, that by five, all right, you're, you're waking up. If you are not fully awake by five, you're already awake, okay? Because by five, five thirty, you, well, you're awake for. Or, you know, getting the children ready to go to school. So if you really, if you're serious, all right, with your work with God, no matter what, amen, by quarter to five, you're awake, amen. And that period, you first use it, amen, to communicate with heaven, to hear the mind of God for the day, hallelujah, to grant you strength and, and grace, amen. Yes, to engage, you, you know, engaging life. This morning, just before I, you know, I, I began to, I came to broadcast, uh, you know, because most time I really don't see my kids, you know, you know, before they go to school. And uh, sometimes if you don't see me broadcast, it's because, I, you know, I want to see them. I need to talk to them. I need to pray with them before they go to school. But most time I, I don't. So this morning I said to myself, just before they, you know, get ready, you know, just because their taxi will come around <clears throat> 6.30. So I quickly jump you know, to their room, you know, and just have a prayer with them and all of that. And just, you know, uh, uh, hug them just for them to know that okay i'm there that is important to me and i'm sure is important to them even if they don't say it all right there are just certain things that you you cannot afford not to do they, they must be part of your routine part of you know your dealings and these are all ways of the makings of the spirit are you getting this friends <clears throat> All right. Now, me growing up, I never had that from my dad. I never had a dad in the morning to hug me, to, you know, to, to give me a, a good word. Not because my father, amen, was not a good person. He was just not there. He was just not in that position to do that. And that took me years to understand. All right. And that came with a lot of pain. All right. That came with a lot of agony. But, I, you know, I, I, I had to learn that these things happen. So when God position you in in certain you know a, a place of responsibility all right to watch over you know people kids you, you understand uh, it's ministry and you've got to take that as ministry you know i was saying to i can't remember what i was talking to maybe it was my daughter yesterday i said i've got so many responsibility that i need to take care of that are beyond the walls of my house and sometimes it's difficult to you know to comprehend that you know, but that's just the truth. There are people, you know, that you have to, you know, take care of spiritually, watch over them. All right. That you, you, you study that there's a scripture that I used to love, you know, as a pastor, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus sanctified himself for this, you know, for the sake of, you know, uh, his disciple, he sanctified them himself that they may be sanctified. And I used to like, wow, God. 
So there are certain things you have to do, amen, for the sake of those that are following you, for the sake of those, amen, yes, that you are leading. It's not easy. I can tell you that. You have to develop the discipline. You have to develop, amen, the understanding. You have to develop the mindset, all right? Yes, it is quite challenging, all right? If if you have a responsibility beyond the four walls, amen, of, you know, of your household or of what you define as ministry, you know, a ministry, we have favorites. <clears throat> Thank you, Father, for the way you're speaking. Most pastors are often, you know, committed to people who are committed to them financially. You know, particularly the ones that give the best, the ones that give the most. Oh, prayer for them are more, <laughs> you know, prayer for those people are more than, you know, those who are just also trying to find their understanding, their direction to life. Now, I've got all this kind of people in my life even now, okay? I've got people who are following me who have never given me anything before. I've got people who are following me. Who, you know, at some point, God used them, all right, to kickstart, all right, the, 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 the spirit of sowing into, into this work. And by now, they don't have the opportunity to do that. I've got people like that. I've got those who give once a while. Maybe when they feel scared, they give once a while. And I've got those who are committed that every month, they, you know, they... they you know, at least one or two every month. I want to see that this man is sustained. Now, I've got all of that in my life. And guess what? All of these people, I love them. And I mean it. I love every one of them because every one of them play amen, a role in my life. And I have to amen, continue amen, to play the role that God wants me to play in their life. Okay. Either they know it or they don't, but I'm there for them. Yes. Yes. That is the work, amen, of a shepherd. A shepherd watches his sheep, amen, by night, right? So I, I, I need to do that. And, and of course, I have my family. And then you have your community. And then you have the body of Christ. All of that you have to manage. You, need, you see, you've got to have a large heart. You've got to be an elder. So when people call you an elder, it's not because, oh, I just want to be called an elder because, oh, I love the name. No, no, that means something to me. That, that means more than just being a father. It means more than just being a pastor. It means more than just being a prophet or an apostle. It means more than just being their teacher. All right? You, you, you are an elder. You, you watch over them. You, you, you watch over their spiritual life. You guard them. You, you, you sit to their, you know, to their sense of understanding. So many things that you would do on their behalf that they're not even aware of. And you don't even need to talk to them about it. No. Because God has placed you there for a reason. Are you saying this thing? Are you hearing these things? These are important things. Well, there are certain things you may not understand now. Some of us, you know, some, some people following me, you know, when I give them advice, I see that maybe some of the things that I've said, they are not in that level to comprehend it. So I just leave it. I just leave it there. I, I still love them. I still do what I need to do. Amen. But I know that times will come, days will come, they'll realize, okay, now I see. Now I see what Elder is saying. Yes. You see, that, that takes a level of spiritual maturity. Oh, and may the Father give us, give us a heart, amen, that, 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 is, that, is, that, is, that is large, that understand, amen, the intentions of God for his people, particularly in this, in this new day. So what am I saying? Well, I'm just talking about my life 
behind the scene, you know, some of the things that, you know, I, I, I feel the spirit of God will have me share. All right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, you know, guided and led by the spirit, particularly on how, you know, we, we, I want this channel, this platform, amen, you know, to resource the lives of people. Because if I, if, if, if I'm in your space, if I'm in your, in your life, I mean, I will see things that probably I would be, maybe not be shocked, but I will see things that I can say, okay, I can understand, I can relate with that. There are people, amen, spiritual leaders who cannot relate with people. Who cannot relate with the condition of people. The Bible says, for we have not an high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of people's infirmity. We all have infirmity. Infirmity does not necessarily mean sickness. There are all kinds of challenges here and there. Battles here and there. Issues that you can't even talk about. You know, bedroom issues between you and your husband that you're going through. There are things that, okay, will not even leave your room. The, the realities, they are there. Okay. There are the, every home. I always tell my children. And I sometimes when I pray with my family, I say, you see, every house is very unique. They're unique. You just, I mean, we live in, in an estate here where there are 80 uh, uh, housing units, 80, 80 of them. <laughs> I said, if I have to start a church, <laughs> you know, in this area just to reach these people alone, guess what? I'm sure I will not finish reaching those people before Jesus returns. Because by the time you enter just one house, just one house, one house, <laughs> you would have, you, you know, you, in fact, if you're not careful, you'll be buried <laughs> with the challenge of that house, with the problem of that house. Because that's just how life is. So you, we have to know how, amen, the spirit of God is speaking and how we must manage life, how we must deal with, amen, challenges, how we must help people, yes, navigate life. And sometimes we do that by sharing of our own life, of our own testimony. I like to do that most times so that people don't think, well, he's just, he's just slapping me with scripture. No, I want you to come with me. I want to show you. I want to show you how I deal with things, how I face things, how I navigate things. Amen. How sometimes maybe I fail in, in situations. Yes. And tomorrow you have to try that again and see how you can, amen, yes, succeed. So this is what Christianity, the, the, the life of one following Jesus is all about, okay? This is what truth is all about. Now, I, I said I want to share something with us. Remember, all of this, I believe, is part of what God, amen, is sharing with us in terms of the concept of, amen, warriors of righteousness, amen? We are warriors of righteousness. And in this order of spiritual battle, God is speaking to us about so many things, so many things that we have to understand and we have to, amen, you know, surrender to. God has been speaking to us for a while now, amen, about the concept, amen, of warriors of righteousness. And that we have div divided into other, you know, parts, okay? Yes, if, if you have gone to read the scripture for Samuel 17, 5, you will see amen, a very important amen, concept there that I have extracted as the base, as the framework amen, of this order that we are, we are coming into. And I remember saying that this that series of teaching is an extension of the teaching amen, we, we did that in fact we did not finish on amen. Yeah, uh, 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 the emergence or the restoration of the what is called the tabernacle 
of David. All that speaks into, amen, the idea of uh, 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 the makings of the spirit, amen, the, the renewing, amen, of our mind, having the mind of Christ, okay? I, I like to use, you know, uh, 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 scriptures to build the basis of the directions and the instructions of God, amen, regarding this people so that at least we can have a sense of what God, amen, is emphasizing. We are not confused, amen. We are not in a state of, you know, doubt, amen. The word of God is giving us direction, instruction, leading, and guidance. And this is what, amen, I believe the Lord is emphasizing. So we are going to be looking into a, a very important thing that I said the Lord, you know, drew my attention to yesterday. And uh, th that you'll find in Hebrews chapter 12, all right, Hebrews chapter 12. And um, while I was just reading, I, 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 I saw the scripture and I thought, wow, this is very, very, very vital because um, God is speaking to us about warriors of righteousness. In other words, we, we, we're coming into a dimension, amen, of spiritual warfare, all right, warfare. But this warfare, of course, is a battle of kingdoms. So we're learning, amen, we're learning the values and the principle, amen, of kingdom warfare. Please, I need you to follow, amen, the, 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 the way I'm using, amen, these words because they all mean something, okay? We're not just using word for, you know, for what's sake. It's important that we understand the power of words and how to use them so we can convey not just, amen, the right, you know, uh, uh, message, amen, but the right sense of understanding, okay? Yes. So, uh, yesterday, you know, as, uh, as I was preparing the morning, God began to speak to me as I was reading through uh, this scripture in Hebrews, all right, uh, uh, chapter 12. And I want to read it. I want to read it. Just maybe read it from verse 1. Then I'll, verse 7 is where we're going downwards. But let me take it from verse 1. Because we know that Hebrews 12 is a scripture that God has used to speak to us several times. Okay. We're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. A kingdom that cannot be shaken. So let me take it from verse 1. If you're there. If you're still there. You're following. If you're following me. Alright. Here is Hebrews chapter <clears throat> chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily not that, there is a sin that so easily entangles. It just wraps on you, you know, before you know it. You are, you, you know, you are, you are wrapped around that thing. That thing captures you and captures your mind, captures your thought. And maybe one of these days we need to talk about this scene that can so easily entangle us. One of them, I believe, amen, is malice, is gossip, amen, is backbiting, is pride, all right, is lost. Lost, in fact, I think is number one, okay, is, is, is a drive for material things, things that can easily so entangled, meaning that we, we are we are already free, we are on our way, amen, towards the dimension, towards the place of God, alright, and we come across this scene that can so easily entangle, a scene that we used to love when we were in the world, values, belief system, alright, that we used to subscribe to, but now we are saved, alright, but you have not learned to it really occupied that place of your salvation in terms of that habit and belief system. 
such that when you come in contact with that sin again, it, it, it easily entangles you. You ask yourself, what is going on here? The sin that can so easily amen, entangles. Then it went further. It says, let us run with perseverance the race set out, marked out for us. Are you still there? It says, fixing our eyes. I love this. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fixing our eyes. Our eyes speaks to the values, the desire, amen, the passion, the longing. Your eye is the is the gateway into your soul. Your eye is the gateway into your soul. I say fixing your eyes, fixing your desire, fixing your passion. Fixing your longing, amen, on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. Alright, it said for, now they, they, they are telling us why we must fix our eyes on Jesus. They say for the joy set before him. So is our standard. They, they're telling us why we must fix our eyes on Jesus because he, he learned to fix his eyes, amen, on the Father, on, on that which the Father has assigned him, amen, and he was victorious on it. Are you seeing something? I'm sharing something with us this morning in relating to, amen, the issues of warriors of righteousness, but in that order, we want to understand how, amen, we can begin to enter into this scope into this arena, amen, of what is known, what is defined as warriors of righteousness. It's easy to say warriors of righteousness. Yes, we are the warriors of righteousness. We are going to win. We are going to battle. Uh-uh. This battle, like I've shared with us in the beginning when I was doing the introduction, all right, uh, was last week, I said to us, the idea of living our life and dealing with, amen, the voice of God and the mind of God for our day, amen, has changed. We have to come up, amen, a bit higher to a new sense of understanding, amen, and interacting with the things of God. So once God speaks to us, we cannot respond, amen, with our former position of responding. Now we have to be, if you will, built up. We have to grow. We have to have a more mature, more developed, advanced, amen, concept of, of responding to God, amen. Everybody hears God, but not everybody responds alike. <clears throat> Alright? Yes, not everybody responds alike because we are not all in the same level. Amen? Yes, there are those who will respond to God from that 30-fold order. There are those who will respond from that 60-fold order. And there are those who will respond to God in a more advanced way. Alright? God will give them a phrase. And out of that phrase... A, an entire book, amen, will come out of it. The same phrase that a child will hear, all right, and will jump up and get excited and go get a candy, all right? The same phrase somebody else will hear and will plunge that person into a, into a state, all right, yes, of prayer and engaging until, amen, something else is open, amen? And when that thing is open, the person is still not satisfied until the next door is open. So one door begins to lead to another, but all has to do with how, amen, we perceive the things of God, how we understand the things of God, and how we interact, amen? Spiritual people, all right, they, 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 they have learned 
time to to room to you know to to reminisce to you know to breathe to brood upon the things of God like a mother hen. They will sit upon that that one single word until that thing begin to you know begin to get heated and begin to crack. Then of course the fruit comes out, the hen comes out. You you got to understand that when God speaks to spiritual people, the way He expect them to respond, Amen, is totally different from Amen how He expect you know. And uh, a teenager, you know, and you know, a youth, an immature person, or if you will, a carnal person, amen, to respond because the way a spiritual person responds to the things of God is totally different from the way, you know, a spiritually carnal person, all right. A spiritually carnal person can be very gifted, all right, can be very, very disciplined, even in certain areas. But when you begin to take, you know, that word, that thing they're talking about, amen, deeper, and you begin to probe certain dimension, they fall like a placard. You just wonder what happened. Yes, because their 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 sense of spirituality is benchmarked by certain order, by certain capacity. They can't go beyond that. If they go beyond that, everything that they stand upon, amen, will collapse. All right? They say, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, and perfecter of faith for the joy set before him he endured i want you to know that word he endured you can't endure if there are no pain you can't endure if there are no challenges you can't endure if there are no lack you can't endure amen excuse me endure if there are no opposition endurance speaks to of course advancement but of course resistance for he endured the cross Scorning the shame. Ah. You, you can't come to this order except, amen, you have been schooled in the school of the spirit. To scorn the shame of the cross. Carrying the cross itself is a, is a shame, amen. But carrying it and enduring it, I tell you, is a different ball game. Yes. For, yes, the Bible says, uh, 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 scorning the shame and sat down. At the right hand, at the at the right at, at the right hand of the throne of God, the throne of God. May God bring us to the place where we can understand, Amen. The throne of God, the throne of God is not just a a, a set of place, a designated set of place in heaven. The throne of God, Hallelujah. Yes, is upon many waters. Is upon the land. Is upon the nation. The throne of God is over the universe. God sits over, hallelujah. Yes, it's creation. Known, amen, and unknown, visible and invisible. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, Consider him who endured, did you see the word again? Who endured such position from, amen, sinners. Consider him who endured, excuse me, such opposition, such opposition resistance like we're seeing in our day from sinners so that you will not grow weary you've got to consider jesus like i said all right somebody comes and and said all kinds of things against you or try to malign you all right or abuse you or or make you feel you know that you're nothing you know you you there's nothing you ever do before this set of people that they they value and appreciate when you're in the midst of such people what do you do you got to consider jesus because they did the same thing to him 
Consider him who endures such opposition from sinners so that, amen, you will not grow weary and lose heart. Yes. Everybody wants to be praised. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Everybody wants to be recognized, if you will, honor for what they have done. But if you don't get that, I could remember, you know, when, when I came to this, you know, uh, to this nation, there was a period of my life. I was doing everything I can. I, I mean, but nothing was just coming positively. It was difficult. It was challenging. But I had to fix my... In fact, at some point, I could remember I've shared this, you know, a, a, a particular friend of mine said to me, why don't you just come back to Nigeria? I mean, if things are so difficult for you, why are you struggling? I mean, you, you've got a thriving ministry. You, I mean, everybody knows. Most people know how gifted you are. I mean, you can you can come back to Nigeria and do what you need to do. Maybe then, maybe the time has not come for you to come to South Africa. And I mean, and he was speaking from his heart. But, you know, knowing me, I rebuked him. I said, no, you can't say such a thing. You know God sent me to this nation. You should be encouraging me and not be discouraging me. You understand? So you find yourself in situations like that where you may not even get encouragement. You don't get the support. All right? So what are you going to do? Are you going to allow the situation, the present situation, the circumstance, the negativity, amen, the resistance, the battles, amen, yes, the lies and the maligning to, to stop you, amen, from pressing on, they say, so that, amen, you don't grow weary and lose heart. Then verse 4, he went further, it says, in your struggle against sin, not this, we're talking about how to come into a day, amen, of spiritual discipline, which of course I have come to term as the makings of the spirit. There's a point, there's a place where, amen, you, your spirit begins to be made in the order, in the, in the values, in the concept, amen, in the authority, in the position that God, amen, has designed it, in the right, amen, order of life that heaven has designed it to function. Many of us right now are functioning below our spiritual wisdom, capacity, knowledge, understanding, and ability, yes. And that is because, amen, we have not, you know, really taken time to want to press in and get to know who we are and what we have been designed and defined by. The Bible says, Jesus said to his disciples, you do not know of the spirit you're made of. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted, amen, to the point of shedding of blood and having and have you and have you completely forgotten, amen, this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son now they're changing the tonation all right it started with encouraging an encouraging word considering jesus enduring getting somewhere where are they getting to this is where they're getting to becoming disciplined so you can produce the harvest of righteousness that's where they're getting to they get into the point and place, amen, where we can become spiritually disciplined. And I, I'm going to be sharing and introducing some words that I'm hoping will assist us, amen, to have a sense of what the Spirit of God, amen, will have us know and emphasize if we are going to go on with God, if we're going to come to the point and place, amen, of 
you know, knowledge, wisdom, where we are able, amen, yes, to manifest, if you will, to display the kind of a life that will truly and completely, effectively represent Christ. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Are you getting what we're talking about? Because, uh, listen, I said we are moving away from rhetorics. We're moving away from just mere perfections of lingua. These are the days of the makings of our spirit. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. We, we, if we're going to deal with the manifestations of the of the spirit of Babylon, if we're going to amen, enter into the sphere and realm where we truly amen, show up and represent, amen, yes, what we read and we love about Moses in the palace of Pharaoh, or what we read and love about Daniel, amen, in the palace, hallelujah, of, you know, of, of Nebuchadnezzar. If we're going to become that type of an Esther, like I always say, uh, let me repeat again, let me repeat again for rep repetition's sake, the Christianity that we are practicing today, amen, is more of an idealistic Christianity. The messages we are hearing, amen, are idealistic. We preach what, what is right, what sounds right, what looks right. I'm talking about even those who preach the truth. It's not enough to preach the truth. Whatever truth we preach in this day that cannot produce life, amen, is still basically human theology. Truth, which is the doctrines, hallelujah, of, of the scripture, amen, must produce because truth gives us a framework truth defined to us, amen, the order, the pattern, amen, the standard, the measure of how God wants life to be lived. But guess what? Knowing that is not enough. We have to take that as a key that unlocks a dimension of a life in Christ. Then we are transformed. Then we are reformed. Then we are restored. Then we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Then we can go out, hallelujah, and make disciples of nations. They were with him before he sent them out. Being with him speaks into, amen, a reconfiguration, a transformation, hallelujah. All of these things that we have perfected as a lingua in the charismatic and of course in the apostolic circle, amen, must become material tools, amen, turn to instrument that will change and reconfigure every aspect of our life so that when we speak, there will be a corresponding action. The Bible says that while Elijah was still praying, the fire fell. What kind of a life did Elijah had, amen, with God, that his word and that of heaven was so in sync that everything that Elijah said, amen, was the approval of heaven. Now, to get to this point, that's what we're looking at, the discipline that will allow us. Hallelujah. The discipline that will allow us to function from this point. So, Christianity is not more of those rhetorics, those, you know, ideas and those things, 
we, we teach. I remember I used to say back in the day, after the man of God has preached, what am I supposed to do with this message? How do I translate this message to become, you know, instruments that I can use personally? I like what has been said, but I don't have the know-how. I don't have, you know, the, the, you, see, you see the way I started this morning? I started by giving us a back a, a back end review of my life, of my day. You know, how I began my day, how what 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 I go through, the, the things that I deal with. Okay, that I don't walk through. You know, uh, my house every day with just the Bible and everything is just God and kingdom. Yes. The, the atmosphere is godly, <laughs> but the reality, amen, is to do the dishes, is to clean, is to sweep, is to fix things, is to sometimes climb, climb the roof, you know, uh, 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 and you do all of this with so many challenges. It's, there is your day to day life. My, my spirituality does not, amen, divorce me, amen, from Bathing my children, all right, my 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 kid. After all, Zadok, not the the the, the two are already big. I can bet I can bet them. But Zadok, yes, I clean him, I change him, I do all the necessary things that a nanny would do. In fact, I do more than what a nanny would do. Not just because he's my kid. If if somebody, all right, if by God's providence, I'm supposed to be taking care of somebody's. You know, son or daughter, I will do the same. It doesn't change, amen. Who, who I am, I'm like I said, I, I didn't become domestic because I love being domestic. That is how they shape me. The environment that 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 built me, you understand, you know, as 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 a teen, that by 4 a.m. in the morning I'm awake, all right, to sweep in you know, the yard, the compound, massive, in a place called Plateau State, just Nigeria. That's how I grew up. Very cold in the morning. You know, I would have to go wash the plates that was used overnight. Because, I mean, this is a family house, extended family, big house. And everybody just used the plate and dump it for me to clean. You understand? And I have to do that. And in the morning, I could still remember, in the morning, I still have to go hawk, you know, you know what you would call pap here. But it's not, it's not the... The way they make pap, it's also made by, by you know, by by maize, alright. The maize that is, you know, finely, you know, are produced, finely produced, and then they make something out of that called akamu. You understand? You make the, now in the morning before I go to school, I will still have to go hawk that. You know, I'll go sell that. Then I come back home, and then I go to school. That by the time I get to school, I'm already sleeping in the class. I remember several times they have sent me home because I was sleeping in the class. Understand? Because I have to get up early in the morning. So that is how my own life was shaped. I can't run away from that. I can't shy away from that. I can't deny that. I can't disown that. Even if I'm a millionaire, you know, financially tomorrow, that's part of who I am. There are just certain things you cannot take away. Gr growing up, crying every morning and, and wishing my father was there, wishing my mother was there. All right? I, I, that is the journey of my own life. That's how they shape me. So that already molds something in me that has become part of my life that I just wake up in the morning. I just wake up early no matter how tired. Even if I'm sick, I, I, 
has to get up very early hours of the day. Are you getting the point? And I thank God that they included that as part of the making, the 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 the, 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 the if you will, not the foundation, the footing. You see, the footing defines the foundation. Foundation most time we make. There are certain things that are just footing in your life. You don't you 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 never contributed to them. <laughs> the, you 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 grew up realizing that these things are there. And you'll be lucky, alright, if they are good things. If they are not good things, then you've got, amen, your work cut out for you because you've got to deal with that footing. Or else whatever you're building, no matter how spiritual you claim, alright, you cannot build spiritual thing on the wrong footing. And this is where the problem of most Christians is. This is the secret, amen, of most, Christ, most Christians' deliverance. But people are not ready to, to deal with that. They live in this idealistic, you know, uh, world. You understand? Yes. I have to realize that certain things in my life are just not right. And I have to deal with them. I, I'm not the, I, didn't, I didn't build that. I didn't establish that. All right? I didn't put that there. All right? It was built on my behalf. It has been created. So I had to do what? I had to go start to break those things. Break them. Ah. I have to ask the Lord, help me. I have to surrender and submit my will and my heart, my desire. Friends, it's not the easiest thing to do. But if you love God, you see, that is the love of God that compels us, that empowers us, amen, to finally say, this thing has to die. It's just like God saying, you know, to Abraham, you got to get rid of the boy. And you would have thought, well, uh, that was a good test uh, after all. Abraham never really loved Ishmael, you know. Okay, at least Abraham knew that Ishmael was his, his was his mistake. Okay, now God says, "Get rid of." Thank you, Lord. Finally, thank you, Lord. But what about Isaac? And God is also saying, "Get rid of Isaac." But you've already told me to get rid of Ishmael. He get rid of Isaac again. I must go sacrifice Isaac. You know why? Because Isaac has occupied. I heard this I, this concept from uh, Andrew Murray. I think it's Andrew Murray I heard it from. Isaac had occupied, you know, the place that God was supposed to be occupying in the heart of Abraham. Whatever occupied the place of God in your heart becomes an idol. And God wanted to test all right, what Abraham was going to do amen, by him demanding that Isaac. Unless you're going to respond. You see, there's so many things you can give up. You, oh, I'm going to serve the Lord. But when they begin to touch on certain things, they begin to point on certain things. You say, ah, but not this one. <laughs> Lord, not the sword. Come on, let's talk about something else. I, I can give whatever you want me to give financially. I will, I will sponsor the ministry. I will give them. I will, whatever you, I will do whatever. But no, 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 not that. Not, no, no, mm -mm. Devil, in fact, you will start praying, devil, get the behind me. Uh-uh, it's not the devil. It is God telling you, take Isaac, your only Isaac, your son, yes, whom you love. Take him, yes, with your feet, with your leg, yes. Take a three days journey. You're going to sacrifice him. Because God is going to test everything. If you're going to come to this order of a life, to this dimension that we're talking about, where all that you are and represent is God. That 
Amen. God flows out of you. That the river of God flows out of you. The life of God flows out of you. You want to represent God, His power, His authority, His dominion. They are going to test every aspect of your life so that, amen, they don't commit into your hands something that you will either abuse or you begin to bow down to in worship. Because that's what we do. They give us little gift. We start, amen, bowing down to the to the gift. We forget the giver. We start worshiping the gift, amen. We start running. So they will look deep into the things in your life that have, you know, tweak you a bit. That have, you know, that when the enemy can come and touch that thing, you will collapse. They will touch that thing. So they did that in my life. So that when you look back. You have no regrets. You have nothing that you've lost because you've lost it all. This is the path to discipline. Discipline is a good word, particularly when it is spiritual. Because when discipline has done its work in our life, they say we are going to have something called harvest of righteousness. Discipline produces what they call the harvest of righteousness. Oh, my time is fast spent. But I'm hoping you're learning something. Because I've not even begun to touch on this idea, but I'm just introducing this to you. This is part of, oh, you want to war. Of course. If you are going to be a believer in this last day, if you're a Christian in this season, you must be a warrior or else you are defeated. You, not that you will be defeated, you're already defeated. And you have to know all the various dimensions, amen, of the warfare required of you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when you see the concept, amen, you see those guys behind. Those three commandos, I turn their 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 <laughs> their ammunition to to trumpet. <laughs> we war via the voice of God, via the mind of God. But you cannot war if you are not disciplined. I, I, I hope God will grant me strength and grace. I want to talk about some dimension how. Military discipline can prepare people for leadership and position that will allow them to thrive and achieve in society. Yes. We know back in the days that military people are the most disciplined people. And the reason why is because, amen, the kind of responsibility and commitment upon their shoulder, people that are giving ammunition, weapons, you can't just commit that into any kind of a person. That's why when you join the military, amen, they take you through seasons of drilling. And I hope you know that not everybody, amen, that enrolled to become a soldier is qualified to be a soldier. In fact, most times, 60% of those people, if not 70, are sent back home. Discipline that produces the harvest of righteousness.
most people who join, amen, the army. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I love my country. I want to fight for my country. I want to defend my country. Well done. Welcome. By the time they do all the tests, somebody like me, I'm disqualified because of my eye. You say, you, please, just go back home. Sorry. Your eye, you must have a good eye. You must have good health. All this is important. But beyond that, they make sure you're not sick in the mind. You're not, at, uh, you know, trigger happy. You know, you, you're not coming with, with pain, all those pain that you come to join the military, they will make sure that they they drill, they 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 deal with you. They will break you. By the time they break you, there's nothing else to be broke. You know, to be broken. They say now you're ready. So that, amen. When you are sent on a mission and the commander says stop, you are ready to fire. You're ready. They say. Stop. You stop. Your emotion does not rule you. And when you are when they position you in a place and there's an enemy and you realize that that enemy turns to be your uncle but you never knew that your uncle has been working, you know, uh, you know as a secret God knows what, you know, for the opposition. And finally, you realize that that's your uncle and you are the person to take that shot. You must take that shot. You can't say, ah, no, 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 no. This is my uncle. Uh, sorry, it's your uncle, but he's a traitor. Fire! You close your eyes and do that thing. Why? Is the church ready? Are we truly ready? We're talking about the discipline of the Lord. There's something called the discipline of the Lord. Discipline is the most powerful word. This generation is losing the values of discipline. The church has lost it. But if the church is still salvageable. We can, we, we, with this kind of a message, we can awaken our hearts. We can, God can help us. And I believe this is the reason why God is staring my heart and I'm sure the hearts of some other people. Are you getting this now? Yeah? We got to understand the demand of the day. The quality. The, you see, that's what I mean when I say we, there's a branding of a spirit. That when you see things, you see them clearly. You are not, I'm not sure. Because they're going to need your sight. What do you see? I see men walking like this. I, 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 I come back. <laughs> we still need to walk on your sight. You've been, you've been on a journey for three days in the woods with your combatants. Here is water. Everybody out. No, no, no. You don't jump into the water because there's water. You are disciplined to see, to understand. You first scout the area. Make sure that there are no boogie traps. The enemy is not lurking around in the woods. 
That the moment you bury your heart in the water and fire you, kill you, finish you. No, you are too important for the advancement of the kingdom than to allow you to be loose and in discipline. So when we say warriors of righteousness, you better begin to understand what we're talking about. This is deep. This is not, hallelujah, praise God, charismatic, amen, intercession. This is not just our idea of little, you know, spiritual warfare. We're taking back. No, 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 no. They're going to walk on you as they're walking on me. Thank you, Father. The days of the Lord are upon us. And this day requires that, amen, we are refined, we are redefined, we are tweaked, we are prepared. That when there's a delay, we continue to wait. We don't go into slumber. See the training of the military. They keep them awake for days. No movement. Waiting for the right time. You know, it's like a lion. Have you seen these lions? Have you, have you watched those in National Geography? You see our animals, the prey. You see particularly the tiger. They just stay there. They can be in a position watching their prey. Watching their prey. Waiting for the right moment. <laughs> I'm just highlighting. In fact, I'm ahead of myself. But I'm highlighting some points that should begin to allow us to understand the emphasis of the Spirit. Because spiritual things must be built and developed until they are mature enough. We come into the kingdom like children, like babes, but we don't remain babes. We grow to become mature, to become men. I speak to you fathers as they are speaking to children, young men, but I also speak to a people called fathers because you have known the Lord. Do we have men that are ready to grow? Do we have women who understand their place and position? All this indiscipline, fighting here and there, jumping from here and there, it's not going to cut it in this last day. Hallelujah. Where did we stop in that scripture? I think we stopped in verse 4. We're reading Hebrews. In fact, I think I've got, I've got the scripture queued up somewhere. We read, uh, where is that Hebrews now? Okay. <clears throat> okay, well, I, I'm taking it from uh, verse 7 here. But before I read verse 7, which is where I'm really going. See, I've been laying foundations. I've been giving us some uh, kind of introduction to, at least to give us an idea of how we get to this point. Because listen, by nature, 
by nature because of the fallen Adamic nature. And I understand that, yes, you're born again. And I need you to see my face when I'm saying this. I know that, yes, you're born again. You've given your life to Jesus. But there are still values. Like, you know, if you're honest, there are still ideal ideologies, thinking patterns. There are still, amen, you know, wrong concept of thinking, beliefs, amen, that, that, are, um, that are still locked within your soul life. Those are the things the Bible calls strongholds. They are there. They manifest even on the pulpit as we see them on the pew. They are there in our home. They, they, they manifest, amen, as men, as women, amen. We see them in our kids. We see them in our government. Everywhere we've gone, we are, we are led and governed by, yes, soul-driven, yes, humans. Because we love it. The, 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 the soul is palatable. The Bible says, uh, 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 you know, the Bible referred to, you know, the soul life as the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh are values that are embedded within, amen, our human thinking philosophy. What defines our personality, our humanity, the best of people, the best of people are soul driven. There are certain soul life, amen, that are very, you know, very destructive. While you see there are soul life that are very attractive, right? They, they, when, when, you, when you smell them, you know, they are inviting. <laughs> they are inviting. There are, have you met good people that are not Christian? Good people. And some people then benchmark and say, look at this good person. And he's not even a Christian. Certain people have tried. They've tried. They've used their intelligence and they've used what I call the willpower of the soul to try to be nice, to try to be good. They won't hurt anything. You see those people practicing Buddhism and some of this religion. Some people practicing humanism. Humanism is a religion today. You try to be nice and be kind to people and to the earth. Many of the people who are at the forefront of, you know, climate change, they, they are humanistic. You know, it's a religion of humanism. You want to save the planet. You want to save the planet, but the one who created the planet, you hate him. How possible is that? And you see believers that are, you know, that are supposed to be cited, understanding the things of God, that are supposed to be at the forefront, amen, of seeking to protect and to save, you know, society and, and planet and vegetation and nature. They are the one abusing it. You see, I don't understand. <laughs> so where we are supposed to be respons responsible, we abdicate our responsibility. And those who are blind, who think they have certain understanding and love and passion for nature, they take over and where they're looking and we're still castigating them. Are you seeing the dichotomy? Oh, there, there's something wrong. The earth is given to the church to watch over. So we, we, we have to have an understanding, amen, of who we are as a soul person, as a soul human being, and who we ought to be, amen, as a spiritual entity living their life from the administration of heaven. Am I making sense? 
okay i know by now i should begin to render because most people will be switching off in fact i know by by stacks that very few people actually finish listening to our messages because people are just divided too much in a hurry here and there but the things that we are talking about are, are deep things they are critical things there are issues that when we abide by them when we apply them we literally transform not just our life but our immediate family and the and the and the environment around us because mere living a life from the mind of Christ is trans is transformational mere living life from the mind of Christ is transformational the highest level of warfare Amen. You can engage is from the position where the mind of Christ is what dictates your your pace, your values, your 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 engagement to life, your your perspective. Have you heard the word perspective? Everything. Yes, perspective is everything. A perspective that's not aligned with the mind of Christ is a wrong one. Simple. Hallelujah. I'll finish the scripture, then I'll be done, and then we'll take it take it from there next time. Hebrews 12, I'll take it from verse 4 again, I'll, then I'll finish. It says, in your struggle against sin, remember here I say sin is the nature, is the fallen nature. It's not just an act. Your struggle against the nature of sin in you. I don't want to start elaborating, but I'm just trying to highlight that again so you understand. All right? All right? Uh, that you have lust, that you have pride, that you have hatred, anger, that you have unforgiveness. Those are fruits. You don't deal with that. You deal with the roots of that, amen, of that order that makes you produce certain things, produce certain fruit. You go to the root, amen. Yes. What is the root, amen, of sin? itself the root of every form of sin no matter how simple or complex they are amen is the self-life when we die to the self-life and focus our life amen to us the service of god to us amen the reign of christ in our life we automatically amen yes destroy the hold the power of sin over our life that's why you can never live life successfully without Christ remaining the figure, remaining your value, remaining your drive. I'm not saying you are having Jesus in your life. Having Jesus in your life is not what I'm talking about. Jesus becoming, amen, the driver of everything that you stand for and represent. That is how you succeed. Because when Christ takes over your life, amen, sin loses his power over you. The hold of sin automatically get destroyed. But when you're trying, amen, to deal with this anger, I'm going to deal with this hatred, this thing, you have no place in me. No, the way to war against hunger, hatred, pride, arrogance, all of that, amen, is to bring yourself under the government of Christ, under the rulership of Christ. When you do that successfully, all those things that have a hold over you will just will fall down. They just fall down. You just find yourself manifesting love, even to those who hate you. You just find yourself, amen, expressing joy. 
You just find yourself, amen, embracing, yes, a righteousness. You just find yourself entering into dimensions of financial increase, not because they can trust you with money. You just find yourself being favored by people. Of course, there will be those who will hate you. And the reason why they hate you is because they are, they are seeking a way for you to compromise those values they see. They don't like those values. Not you they hate. They hate what you stand for. You don't join them. You don't do what they do. You are not in their party. You're not in their God knows what. You understand? You no longer do all of that. So they will look for all kinds of things and ways, amen, to get you down. It's not about you. It's about what you carry, the values you stand for. That's what they're after. They will deliberately put things, you know, in your path for you to stumble. But when they see you scaling over those things, rather than you weeping, you're rejoicing, they will finally fall down and say, please help me. I need your God. I've seen people, yes, relate to me from that dimension. You just wonder, well, what did I do to this person? No. <laughs> they, they, they envy what you, what you stand for, what you represent. It's not about you. It's not because you are... <laughs> no, no. It's, it's what you stand for. And that's the reality. That's the battle of life. The battle of life is about, amen, the, 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 the values, the philosophy that people subscribe to. That's why certain groups, all right, are ganging up. They're coming together, all right, to fight against certain values. Certain ideologies, and because they have money and they have, you know, power and they're connected to people, you know, in government, they use that, all right, to try to subjugate other people to submit. But as they do that, we rise up. We rise up. They can't understand. They should have read history that the more they persecuted the church, the more the church rise, the more the church grew, the more the church become authoritative in the land, the more the church had a voice that killing amen, Christian does not shut, that persecuting Christians does not shut, at least true Christians. In fact, the more you persecute Christians, the more you grant them foil, the more you give them authority, amen, to do what they need to do. I mean, you, you can't stop me, except the Lord says, quiet, I don't get quiet, I don't stop quiet. <laughs> I don't, we just continue. Even if you shut everything down, area, guess what? In prison, I can still lift my hand. This is what Paul and Silas were doing in prison. Rebaba, Sakayada, worshipping the Lord. The Bible says, and the jailers at them. There was earthquake. What happened? Salvation. <laughs> Listen, no matter what happened, at the end of the day, we win. But we can win if we have not come to the discipline. If we have not come to the, to the dimension of the life that God amen, is talking about. So I just said a lot of that to explain. You know, they say in your struggle against sin. You've got to know what that sin is. The sin is not the fruit. The sin is the root. The root of all evil that is flesh, that is carnal, that is soulish, that is me, myself, and I. The moment everything is about you, that's why you see on this channel, what we talk about is not about us. This message is not about you. It's about Christ. It's about Christ being glorified. It's about Christ being exalted. In fact, it's not about his kingdom. It's about Christ because when Christ becomes the focal point, his kingdom generally, naturally, normally will become, hallelujah, what we glide upon. I see people preaching kingdom. Christ, you know, kingdom. 
But crisis on the back burner. Crisis. No, 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 no. That's a big mistake that is going to backfire. So in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father, addresses as a father. Excuse me, how does a father address his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the lost discipline. That's how a father will talk to his son. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. We've been making light of the Lord's discipline. That's why we cannot talk about or enter into the scope of a prophetic spirit without Alea embracing Alea, the discipline of the Lord, because discipline is what prepares us, amen, for ministry, particularly ministry that will represent the voice of God, like the prophetic. So you see, many of the prophets today they are very loose, very soulish, carnal. Many of them, many of us run to them because they say the right thing. It's not what you say that matters. It is the value and the spirit, the system that drives what you say. All right. I want to come to your house and see how you live life. I want to see how you interact. I want to see how you spend your money. I want to see how you deal with your children, your family. I want to see how you talk to your members, those following you. I want to see, amen, how you deal with issues of the land, government. That's how we know if you're truly authentic. Because that's where the challenge is. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. So, we are going to be looking at this to understand how we can be ready as, as a combatant, as foot soldiers, as commandos, as warriors, hallelujah, in the army of God. I hope you know that God has an army and his church is his army. But this army, amen, that have been lazy, that have been weak, that have been disciplined, are receiving, hallelujah, a new order. God is sending, amen, new instructors. God is sending, hallelujah, new generals, amen, to discipline, to bring correction, to bring alignment, to prepare, amen, this church so that this church can, amen, effectively carry out the intentions of God. I rest my case here. Thank you, everyone. Uh, the next time I come, we'll pick it up from here and we will go further. I hope this word has been, amen, a source of blessing and inspiration to you because that's my intention. I want this word to, to build you, to give you, yes, insight. I want you to look at this word as a mirror and look at yourself. Try to find where you are, amen in what God is saying to us because this is what I do this word amen today becomes my mirror you have to look into that word and ask yourself yes does this word relate to me am I supposed to be amen adjusting correcting myself yes because you need to because if you don't then basically you're just fooling yourself you've just had a nice message but has no value has no relevance to your life if this word has a relevance to your life then start applying it but of course, asking the Lord first to help you, to, to grant you grace and strength, because we all need it. I need it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my dear sister, uh, uh, Kate. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a good word. Thank you. That tells me that you're following, that you're listening. Amen. I really appreciate that. Really, really do appreciate that. Amen. When there is a delay, we continue to wait. Yes, that's a word. 
has a word. All right. Praise God. Mm. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining this morning, for listening. May God continue to help us to bring the current word. The current word of God is the currency of heaven. Wow. Just speak that in my spirit. The current word of God is the currency of heaven. Is the currency that unlocks the economy of God. We thank God that, amen, we are increasing in the economy of God. Thank you so very much. Uh, Zahila, thank you. Thank you for joining. Somebody's joining us. Thank you. I really appreciate this. I hope this word has been a blessing to you. Thank you, uh, uh, Zahila. Thank you. Really appreciate your connection from YouTube, uh, from our YouTube channel. Thank you so very much. I want to believe that you're one of those that just uh, uh, subscribed to my channel uh, recently. Thank you. I hope that this word has been a blessing to you. Well, we will continue. If you're serious with your Christian life, you're serious with your spiritual work with God, well, this is a channel to connect to, right? We, I can assure you that the word that will be given to you will be words that are relevant to your spiritual growth, are relevant to your spiritual development, and of course, are relevant to the prophetic activities of God for the earth. Thank you, everybody. Have yourself a blessed day wonderful prosperous day all right thank you really appreciate it we'll see you again hopefully tomorrow by god's grace all right god bless you all